If you listen to the second episode in season two, then you will recall the interview I had with Tom and Chris, Leathermen that I bumped into at Birmingham Pride. I now have the pleasure of interviewing Tom and going deeper with him about his world of leather and how he became involved. This conversation was fun, educational, as well as personal. And as it took place over two sittings, this episode will be in four parts, but be sure to subscribe so you get notifications when new episodes are released. Enjoy. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Talk to Touch, the weekly podcast where I discuss living an LGBTQ plus life to build a strong and united community, because connection starts with open conversation. I am your host, Denver Shy. Hey, Tom. Oh, my God. It is so good to see you. It really is. We're, we're finally you? here. We're finally I... here. Yes, all good. From the last time we caught up in a Birmingham Pride late, I think it was this time last month, wasn't it? I think it was, actually. And it was madness. And I flipping loved it. <laughs> that, and and what, that, that, that was your, was, what is, was it one of your first Prides that you've been to? Yes, that was the first Pride I ever went to. The first mm. one. I was determined, hell or high water. I was going to Pride and nothing was going to stop me. It was bloody brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, and I remember when we caught up there, you, you were just so ecstatic all the time. And I'm sure you just had like a bank full of memories. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that that I you do. just got from it, right? Yeah, it was so good. And do you know what was funny? It was uh, the young lady I was with, my friend Tiff, and she pointed you you both out. I still remember seeing you both walking down. She goes, oh, God, look at those two guys there in red. And I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> this crazy person <laughs> chasing you down in the street but you you both were just fantastic you really were it was great so I mean for the benefit of the listeners um tell us who you are yeah absolutely yeah thank you my name is Tom I'm a 25 year old male from West London originally born and raised kind of Berkshire away in the UK so kind of in a small town called Maidenhead but living here in London for about six or seven months it starts kind of May 2022 um full-time job based in London as I said and clearly as you can see from what I dressed I do love a little bit of leather fetish absolutely hence why we're here today yes we are and it's really great that you are willing to talk about this aspect of your life. And I, because I just think it is fascinating. I think it's exciting. And it's really appreciated that you are so willing to share and be open. Because I'm sure some people just don't feel that they can, can be that way. They don't feel that they can express that, that side of themselves. And one of the things that, for me, that's really important, particularly for guests on this show, is for them to be able to be themselves. Because that's what I think... I think that's what matters. There's no point in really in hiding who you are, though sometimes I understand that 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 is important. But for you, being able to come on the show after meeting you, (laughs) I still have to laugh because I think, oh, my God, these these two gentlemen walking down the street and they just turn around and there's, hi! (laughs) Oh, it's just brilliant. I will always remember that moment, Tom. I will always remember that moment. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about your journey, where your world began in the world of kink kink and leather, how it started for you? Yeah, and thanks for that. Yeah, it's funny how you mentioned about kind of the, um, 
how tough it is for sometimes us queer people to open up about um, who we currently are now. From my side, I absolutely had. This is probably where it all started, a phase of, you know, pre-coming out, Tom. Um, When you kind of come to senses with what coming out looks like, what you really do enjoy rather than what the social norms and normality kind of like tells you. From my side, it was around the age when I was in my first kind of long-term relationship. Um, Around the ages of possibly... Yeah, when I came out, I was 18, um, was in a relationship with my partner at the time. In terms of what our dynamics was like, you could probably stereotype my ex as kind of, we're in quite a normal, monogamous, uh, vanilla, gay, loving relationship, basically. And that was absolutely fantastic. I had a really, really lovely time. And with that in mind, as it would be, you want to explore other other aspects, really, have a think of what what else excites you basically being quite black and white um and from my side Denver the only thing that I could I could stop thinking about was kind of leather basically and it kind of goes on in hand in hand in terms of I guess you've kind of got fetish which is kind of the umbrella term for a, a myriad of different subcultures of fetishes and different kinks leather falls into one that's as a lot of people might know and you probably you probably know now very very historic there are plenty of roots in liberal gay history from it basically um so that's something that we can talk about as well but I guess in terms of where my more fetish leather started it was kind of around the ages yeah when I was about 18 or 19 having a thought of different things that kind of excite me being very very black and white um from my side I remember when I was very very young and I think a lot of leather men can agree with me on there are certain parts in your childhood there can be certain people in your childhood who either wore leather or lived their life around leather I mean the best example could be um riders who ride motorcycling therefore have to wear a lot of leather back in the day plenty of motorcycles included parts that included plenty of leather so the saddle seats for example I literally remember my granddad in Germany he had a um an old motorcycle in in a barn my granddad or a family friend I just went into there I smelt it and I just I just licked it I just thought I was thinking I was about five or six at the time Denver and your, your face yeah. kind of says it all I just I just licked it and, and I still remember that and that I was about five or six even yeah. even before I thought that you know I'm, I'm a queer gay open man really um so I always had that inkling and that kind of think back to leather it looks fantastic on a man Obviously, there are many factors in kind of gay history, such as Tom and Finland's work that completely drove it and liberalised it to make it more acceptable for many people to find their leather I fetish. love his work. Yeah, so it's, and, and it, it's, it's the same from my side as well, Denver, really. Um, I know that's something that we can talk about later, mm, absolutely. Yeah. But, but, but from my side, it was around the ages of 18, 19, I started to look online and I watched, obviously, I think porn is very accessible these mm. days, watching various types of porn that led me to want to look at it more really um and that's what led me to kind of where I am now after breaking up with my ex having a spree of being able to really find my true identity into this fetish world feel very very confident find it absolutely acceptable to be wearing leather out and about um within reason obviously Mm, um and, and that's kind of where it propelled really and kind of leather a fetish in the bedroom is one thing leather outside of the bedroom is another thing which I probably find more important in terms of the community aspect really so when you go into London you meet so it's obviously a very it's a cultural hub 
it's a cauldron of diversity fighting against the norms different subcultures of people um and within there is you know a huge leather history following and community almost like a family and I found that out very very quickly upon speaking to a few people at first to get me out of my comfort zone yeah I was Um, gonna sorry I was gonna say ask you what age were you when you first joined that community when you the very first time you actually found yourself surrounded by all these guys in leather roughly what age were you it's um I struggled to even come to to senses with it but we're now talking in October 2022 the first leather man I spoke to who is now my housemate that was back in March 2022 so we're only talking you know like just over half a year six seven months in terms of being in this community so it's quite scary to admit that absolutely um but I think it's just a testament to show how much mm. how much one one individual and how many pe- a group of people can come together basically yeah you know? I mean everything has to start somewhere and although often we want to have had this huge history behind us with whatever it is that we're doing there's always a starting point and that's the most exciting I mean, there's always a journey ahead, but that's the most exciting point and time where you're just going to find yourself suddenly on this path, on this journey, and you've got no idea where it's going to take you. And it's this whole world that's before you. And actually, that's kind of where you're at, isn't it? Really, where you've got this whole new journey and it's just exciting. Yeah, it, it is. I think I, I can hand on heart say for a mixture of other reasons in my personal life is that this year has been the most mind blowing one of the bestest years of my bestest is even a word that's a German <laughs> word but that but it it, it it means one of the best like it, it means one of the best years of your life definitely Marvelous. and and re- reason being is predominantly one of them for joining this 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 community this family basically um not only in London but then also in the UK Europe rest of the world basically mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely huge and still is to this day Denver um but I guess being selfish and going back to me you know um, let's talk about you what whilst obviously it's fantastic it's exciting mind-blowing finding your tribe finding friends loved ones um relationships because of it it it, the past six or seven months has been absolutely daunting (laughs) it's been it's been it's been a huge (laughs) it's been a a huge struggle in terms of um it didn't take me a while it it didn't take me a long time to come to senses with it and for me to accept the fact that I I, I'm a, a proud leather man part of this community basically but then it, it's just been a huge struggle in terms of the fact that there, there's so much going on. Um, there's still loads of people to go out and, and meet from a social perspective. And yeah, but it, it, it's just a lot really. And, and whilst it, it can be a small group of, of individuals, absolutely. At, at the same time, there, there's so much more to uncover. Yeah. And I'm only six, six or seven months. I, I'm, I'm a flipping embryo. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a leather. I'm a, if you saw, if you saw a little placebo, it's placebo had like a leather bar vest. That's, You're a baby leather. It still, it still feels like where I'm. And, and many people have said that, and um, it, it's odd to think that, but I've, I've come to senses with it. So there's still so much to to live and uncover. Yes, I think the fact that you've been able to share that and you feel confident in yourself sharing that is a testament to how probably for your own journey how much you're already growing in such a short space of of time I mean what is the impact of joining this leather community what is the impact on your life and you as an individual you know how do you feel that that has helped your journey in terms of 
personal growth? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's not a question. But when you're at a leather associates, that's not a question that many people ask you, Denver. So like you, you hit the nail on the head there <laughs> with that one, really. Um, I think that there are many things that you can think about. The one kind of adjective that I could only think of that has definitely um, increased since being part of this community is the C word and the C word is confidence. I think I think naturally, whether you're um, a social introvert, a social extrovert or somewhere, somebody who's in the middle, really, when you become a part of this community, um, you will meet somebody who you instantly click with or a group of people who you instantly click with. It might not be everybody, but it's a real group of people. And yeah, from my side, I really, you know, from a social side, I grew a whole new plethora of friends who I can call dear friends who I can really open up to and that drives conversation doing what we're doing now in terms mm-hmm. of talking publicly yeah. in, in the open about leather in my life in London and beyond is something that I never thought I would want to do or be open and be willing to do let alone even five or six months ago really so I, th- I think confidence is the main thing from my side from a personal perspective, out of the leather community, from from my work perspective, I can already feel a sense of confidence starting. I, I'm in a bit of, a, I, I work in quite a corporate role in, in where I live. And that involves a lot of discussions and conversations with customers of mm. different hierarchies. And yeah. I can actually absolutely, I, I can really see the correlation in terms of, you know, having confidence from a leather world, flip it over to a work world as well as a personal world as well. Mm-hmm. That's, so I think that's the main, if if I've clearly, aren't, probably not clearly yeah. answered it, but there's a lot to kind of unravel in, in that question. But mm. I think it's kind of the, the main impact is building a brand new pool of friends, like a family, basically increasing confidence, really. And obviously on a more personal note, an impact in my personal life is finding a new a new partner, Chris, yeah. who I've been with mm. for, for, for three or four months or so. So that that's obviously a huge impact that I have to thank for the leather community who are both leather man leather man we met online and mm. yeah, we met through with through the help of you know this community and a few people who got me to kind of where I am today yeah. so I have I have a lot and that that's been a huge impact on my personal life so what was it that drew you in to this community into the kink and leather community was it meeting your partner is it meeting him through through friends was it him being involved that made you curious because you had that moment where you smelt the leather on the on the mm. motorbike when you were younger, and now here's the opportunity to just join this world that you were just surrounded by, just the whole the smell. The, just even leather has a sound, doesn't it? There's yeah. like this sound, to freakiness. Leather, you know? yeah, yeah, there's like this. This the senses are, are really kicking in. So who actually introduced you into this world? Was it your your partner, Chris? As much as I love him, I don't think it was him who introduced me into that into into the world that I'm in now. Really, it's a mixture of I can talk about it from myself and my own, yeah. like finding it myself, as well as maybe one or two people who helped me out mm. at the start. Definitely, I think if I think from, from whilst we're we're all very we can be independent, but then we can also be dependent on others. It, 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 you you can't just be independent; you need help from other people. Yeah. With that in mind, if I think from my perspective, I really pushed myself and drove myself and I really wanted to almost feel liberated and liberate myself when I left my ex, really, when I when I moved on from my previous partner, which, as I said to you, was um, more of a stereotypical, but whilst fantastic, monogamous, 
gay loving, not like an open relationship or anything like that, but there weren't any fetish or especially leather kind of kinks included mm. really. And that yeah. was a bit of a struggle. So when when that chapter of my life ended around November last year, I had about a month or two of getting over it, basically, <laughs> as, as yeah. we all do. But it still took a bit of time. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to get involved. I wanted to find a new tribe, a new group of people, and, and maybe a new tribe of people who had the same, you know, fetish interests mm. in me and people who I can open up to about that. Yeah. So. At the time, the first kind of new group of friends that I joined is actually an LGBT football team who are based in West London. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so they're they're called London Titans. They've been around since 2005 time. Train and play all around West London. I've got a history of playing plenty of football at school and back home. And I just wanted to kickstart that from a fitness perspective whilst meeting a a, a group of gay individuals and queer individuals at the same time to get me Mm. out of my comfort zone to kind of push myself. So I was doing that and in about two or three months of doing that, I said, um, that's fantastic. I absolutely want to keep that because I love these guys dearly. I love playing football with them. I love socializing with them. There's a there's a great social scene there. And then at the same time, I want, because I was very much focused on wanting to get myself involved in leather, not only in the bedroom to discover that, which was fantastic. Yeah. And it's that there still is plenty to learn in that, in that department but also find a sense of community from that. Cause that was a little bit, there's a little bit that I was missing out um, in, in my life there. So I reached out to who is Andy, who is now my housemate. Um, I, I started to, I flipped open the apps again, as we all do when we go single again, you, <laughs> bash bars, you swipe left, you swipe right. You block some people, you, you ghost some people. Let's be honest. We, we, we all do it now yeah. and then. Um, but then I, I met Andy on there and he said I kind of said oh let, let's let, let's just go into London grab a coffee grab a couple of drinks for a day I can talk to you about leather the community in London how it started for him he's also a biker so mm. that correlation is yeah. well. that it's quite a common thing with bikers and leathers quite naturally um not every biker is a leather man by the way but <laughs> but he was somebody who really influenced me and propelled me into wanting to go to these social events to meet new people online but more importantly face to face in person and meeting him, buying my first two or three leather pieces was really imperative and really important to where to, to how I got to where I am today. And through meeting Andy, through finding some mutual friends online, I started to go to my first, you know, few leather gear fetish socials in and around London. Yeah. And that was around the time that I wanted to move into London as well. So things were kind of moving in the same direction for me positively, which is great. So that's kind of how it all started. So if I'm honest, it's a mixture of myself finding my own way, the help of my football friends as well, kind of making me more confident, finding a social group of like-minded queer people. And then that them put together, gave me, gave me the confidence to want to open the apps, start to speak to people, meet people online. And through there is where I started to go to more and more events, meet a lot more people. And at the same time, that's how I met. Chris, who has obviously been a huge influence for me, that that can't go, you know, untouched. What were your fears, if any, about joining this community? It's a really big step. I would say it's quite a transformative step. It's not like joining a cookery club. You mm. know, it's it's a it's a lifestyle. It's a way of being, a way of living. I cannot imagine for a second that it's a it's a way of living that you can only bring a part of yourself into I think it would be would be a whole thing in the end it's like you 
you're in head first and then next thing you know you're you're so deep in but you are right where you want to be mm. but what what were your fears if any about joining did you have any concerns I think even before answering that question you you mentioned a really good point about not only it being a lifestyle but also it, it can be for some people who choose to want to go heads first deep in and really mix their personal life with their leather style that's a big ask it's a big mental task as well with that in mind there are some people in our community who choose to separate them absolutely just because of anonymity there could be people in their life where they haven't opened up to and just don't want to in general really for reasons that we don't even have to know as people whether we're friends or not um with that in mind I knew that I wanted to go heads in I'm a very black and white person a very fluid person in terms of my personality traits very easy easy peasy to talk to I will open up my life to you if I trust you absolutely <laughs> more than anything I'm not just, I'm not, I'm not just going to give the whole of YouTube or whatever my bank details oh then, let's not <laughs> um <laughs> but but I, I, I think if so going back to your question about if there are any kind of resentments or kind of bits and pieces holding back I think the one thing to say is that if you want to get into the leather community you therefore not have to but you feel the urge to buy and purchase Mm. leather now whether that's a mixture of it being secondhand or brand new from the fetish shops around Soho that comes at a real big cost Mm. and therefore a commitment you know if you are in a bit of a financial struggle unfortunately this community might not look as attractive as going into a different fetish that Mm. is a little bit cheaper you know a lot of people agree that different fetishes such as rubber sportswear lycra for example is can be significantly cheaper compared to leather so if i'm thinking just from a monetary monetary side of things that's the first kind of hurdle that you have to commit and go over i think secondly similar to what you said whilst this is a it's 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 a pivotal step in someone's life joining this community if you want to go heads on in the first thing to say is that um whilst there are many leather men and fetish men around the world the community is, is actually quite small okay if, if you think about it I think it's almost a bit of a it could be a bit of an maybe I don't know it could be an assumption from people who aren't in our community and they might think oh my god but secretly you know like five out of a hundred people yeah. on the same street of mine they love leather and they love the fetish yeah that might, that, that might be actually true but maybe one fifth of those people are, are happy to go to a social event or go uh you know to, to some of the events abroad or, or speak to you even even online for example mm-hmm. so it can feel quite small quite claustrophobic so the only kind of bit of drawback is that it, it can feel quite small at times and unfortunately feedback is received across not only London not only the UK but also the world is that it can feel quite clicky if you struggle to fit into it with not only an individual but then a, a group of people inside the community it can actually feel like people are trying to push you away away from it so I think unfortunately it's it's you the, the success of you being in this leather community for example however you want success success to be is dependable mm. upon um your ability to mingle and get to know people yeah basically. so it, yeah. It's, it, it's quite it's quite harsh in that sense if I'm honest and a lot of people have fed that back so hence why we need to be there for as many people as possible to kind of hold their hand similar yeah. to what Andy did to me talk to me in person hopefully as well because that's the best way to get to know people and kind of see what their challenges are resentments or what kind of makes them click basically so 
I think those are the two main two main ones that I've, pro- I've probably there are probably a couple to think of. <laughs> <laughs> if you were going to mention one fear or concern you had about joining, what would that be? Maybe the fear would be people who are either in my work life or in my personal life or even in my football, my, my gay football life, for God's sake, <laughs> except, except, accepting any of this. And they think, Tom, what the hell? Like you, what the hell are you doing wearing chaps on Old Compton Street in Soho, for example? And I think, I think the, the main point to say and the more mental barrier to overcome is that, you know, only you know yourself. And the community will know what you're playing at, basically. And anybody else who isn't in that community and and or doesn't want to know about your yeah. community will just think, "What the hell are they doing? Like, what, what, why, why are they looking like that, dressing yeah. like that, acting like that?" As well, you know. And I think that it's a huge mental barrier for a lot of people. Unfortunately, they they can't take it. Hence, mm. why they like to wear maybe their leathers and explore their fetishes and their kinks privately absolutely fine but it might take them a bit more time to come to the senses to perform it to a certain extent or just wear leather simply out out and about in public and yeah it it takes time that that, unfortunately like like all things like going through a breakup like learning Mm. learning a new hobby all of this takes time Mm. to to come to senses with and feel more confident and comfortable with do you think the concern that they may have is the image that the trousers have? For example, um, whenever I see trousers like that, the first thing I that comes to mind is Nazi. When you mm. see those style of trousers, and I and I'm not saying the people who wear them are, but it's almost like the first thing that because it's a style that they they had in their clothing and unfortunately yeah. there there's definitely i wouldn't say oh the people i see wearing these tr- trousers are nazis do you know what i mean i absolutely wouldn't say that but it's the there's certain styles and fashions that have a have a particular look it's it's kind of like in the brain you see patterns and images and you make connections and the connections mm. may be completely wrong but there's always a connection for example I don't even know if this is a good analogy, really. But whenever I smell lavender, it always reminds me of the lavender polish that my mother used to use on our linoleum floor years ago. <laughs> and I always, in my that connection is always there. Whenever I see lavender or smell lavender, it always brings me back to that moment. Mm. Um, when I see those style of trousers, that's the style it brings me back. I just remember Nazi Germany. And that's probably really unfair. Yeah, I think I think there are almost two stages of it. So the, the style of um, trousers that you're referring to are called breeches, breeches. and they're, and they're the ones that could be tight looking, and they kind of curve out just yes. under the yeah. hips almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, there's a lot to kind of uncover in that one. And when I joined the community, and I I learned about the particular styles of clothing, in particular those trousers, for example. It's it's always two. I think in in the leather community, it's funny there are about two or maybe two of the objects or sort of things to wear that if you didn't wear it, most people wouldn't bat as much of an eyelid okay. as somebody who didn't wear it. So for example, so the best examples I can think of, yeah, a pair of breeches, definitely. Um, a mule cap is also one style, is also one bit of clothing that a leather man could wear that kind of draws a bit more attention mm. to somebody. It could start more, it could, 
I'm going a bit off topic, but it could make more people across the street want to go, YMCA. <laughs> everybody loves that song. That's going to get yeah. everybody on the dance floor. In fact, whether they love it or hate it, you just can't help but start tapping. <laughs> really. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Click on the next episode in the feed and join me for the second part of this interview with Tom Keller.